to our Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they for girls of my age. Today my guest is Rebecca Myers, who was the assistant news editor at The Times and Sunday Times, based in London. Her work includes features, news, sport and investigations with a focus on issues that affect women. And Rebecca was also shortlisted for the Society of Editors Young Journalist of the Year Award in 2018 and is an eminent voice in the world of women's sport. Thanks for joining me today, Rebecca. Rebecca, sorry. Um, Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to the role you have today? Yeah, absolutely. So my journalism career really probably started when I was in sixth form doing my A-levels. So sort of about the age of 16, 17. um, And we had a school magazine and I decided this sounds great. I'm going to write for this magazine. Um, And then so I went to university after that and joined the student newspaper. And after that, really, I just fell in love with journalism. So um, I joined the Sunday Times in 2015 on the graduate scheme. Um, I've been here ever since, so for about seven years now. Um, and I've really moved around a lot in that time. I've written for almost every single section of the paper, which on a Sunday newspaper is quite a lot of sections. Um, and after a while, I decided to do some specialist work in women's sport. I was really passionate about women's sport being covered in the same way that men's sport was. Um, so I did that for quite a long time and then just started recently a new job as the assistant news editor coming back into the news section of the paper. So that's a potted history of my time in journalism. <laughs> Well, when you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do or be, or did that happen maybe more later in life? Yeah, it definitely was a a bit later for me. So, you know, I wanted to be lots of different things over the years. So for quite a long time, I wanted to be a vet, and then I wanted to be a lawyer. um, And then I I think the kind of overriding thing was that I always loved writing. So I always wanted to be a writer, maybe write a book, something like that. And then it was only really when I was, sort of later on as a teenager when I was about 16, 17, that actually I realised what journalism was and that there could be a job for me in that. So, um, yeah, it definitely changed over time. Yeah. Well, I know you went to the University of Warwick, but how important do you think actually is to go to university? Yeah, you know what? It was really important to me, but I would say it's not the only way to do things. So to be a journalist, you don't have to go to university. Some jobs you have to have a degree, but journalism, I would say, is not one of those jobs. Sometimes you can do what's called a diploma or you can learn on the job in a newsroom. Um, Lots of journalists um, do it that way. Lots of journalists do have degrees, so it's it's quite flexible. Um, And my degree was in English, in in books and literature. And that was great for me because that's what I wanted to study. I wanted to do that degree. And also I could have used that for lots of different careers. So Again, at one yeah. point, I thought of publishing. So um, university was great for me, and I'd really recommend it, but it's not for everyone, and I don't think that should stop people becoming a journalist. Yeah. Well, obviously, we have all been hit by COVID, with things just beginning to feel quite normal again. But how have you had to deal with the COVID-19 issues, both personally and professionally? Yeah, COVID has been a, a huge challenge for our industry, you know, as it has been for everyone um, and, and I found it really, really tough. Like, like everyone, I was locked down, you know, at home. Um, but I kept working and, and obviously we were quite busy as journalists because there was so much news, you know, yeah. everybody wanted to read about COVID. So 
I was working sort of very long hours and, and doing really difficult stories, but from basically from my bedroom. And that was really challenging pre- professionally and personally because, um, you know, you don't have the colleagues around you to support you and you don't have, you know, you don't, you aren't as good at taking a lunch break, things like that. So that was really challenging. And then when we got back out, you know, back into the world and the events started again, but it, it remained a challenge. I went to the Olympics in Japan, which was an incredible experience. But, um, you know, we were we were wearing masks all day, every day. We were taking tests every day. Um, and it was it was a whole nother different type of stress that we hadn't known before. And obviously no crowds at, at the Olympics. So it's been an extraordinary challenge. I'd also say in a lot of ways, it's been a real privilege to be a journalist in this time um, mm-hmm. because, you know, People say journalism is, is sort of the first draft of history, and it's really felt like that. You know, it is a it is a huge part of our history now to to have gone yeah. through this pandemic. Well, I guess it's um, impacted different people in different ways. Exactly, yeah, and and in lots of different ways to each person as well. I think. Yeah. Well, being an editor and writing loads of articles for newspapers must be kind of stressful sometimes, especially as you were saying that you were working quite long hours during the pandemic. But do you have any hobbies that really help you to relax outside of work? I do. Great question. Um, so I really love to go for a run. I'm not very good. I'm not very fast, but I really enjoy it. Um, go swimming and sometimes do yoga. And I find that really important to make sure I do things like that because I can just completely forget about work, you know, especially if I get in the swimming pool or even better if I manage to get to the seaside and get a swim in the sea you know I can't take my phone into the sea or into the swimming pool and I can really switch off from work. Um, I also do some gardening which is like my new thing that I found in lockdown um, so I'm like growing vegetables this summer and again like it's a totally sort of it's time for me and it's time when I don't think about work and I think that's so important for everyone to have a hobby that that switches you off and relaxes you. Of course well the world is changing so much and very quickly. But what do you think Work for Women might look like in 10 years' time? Or what do you hope Work for Women might look like? I'm definitely hoping it looks more equal. Um, yeah. I think, you know, we've made some amazing strides towards gender equality in the workplace, but we've got a lot more work to do in that area. Um, I'd love to see, you know, more young women coming into my industry and then staying in my industry and making it all the way to the top, because I think that can be a challenge, um, you know, it can be a challenge in lots of workplaces. Um, so I'd certainly like to see the gender pay gap closed across the board yeah. in any industry. Um, and, and just, you know, women getting to the top on, on their own merit in all sorts of different industries and organisations. Yeah. Well, throughout your career writing articles for these different newspapers, do you have a favourite article or story that you've covered? Oh, really good question. Um, I am. I'm very proud of the work I did at the Olympics um, because the situation was so unusual and so challenging and something we hadn't done before. Um, I'm very proud of, of the work I've done on women's sport. You know, when I first started covering women's sport, certainly women's football, it wasn't really covered in a lot of the national newspapers very often. Um, it was it was, you know, a sort of second thought after the men's game. Um, and just in the years that I've been doing that, which isn't that long, it's completely changed. And we've got, you know, I think 50,000 tickets have been sold for the, the Women's FA Cup final in, in, at the weekend. And that's yeah. extraordinary. I don't think I could have imagined that when I started out. So I'm, I'm proud to have been a, a very small part of that, but uh, yeah, a part, hopefully. 
Yeah. Well, what tips would you give girls when they start to think about maybe their own careers and their own futures? I'd definitely say keep an open mind. I think that's really important. Like I said, I, I tried lots of things before um, I found journalism. I did work experience in a law office and um, in a publishing house. And I, I just tried lots of different sort of jobs on, as it were. And I think that's a really great thing to do. It's only going to make you better at whatever you choose in the end. Um, and there's no need to, you know, you, you shouldn't feel like you have to decide, you know, when you're when you're young what you need to do. Um I'd also say, you know, talk to other girls about what they're interested in and talk to women who you admire. You know, if there is a woman who you have heard of or who you know who's got a really cool career and you want to know more about it, you know, don't be afraid to, to get in touch and ask her. And, and I just say, you know, do do believe in yourself. It, I think we all feel sometimes like, you know, oh, this is a really big job and I don't know if I can do this. And, and the really important thing is to believe that you can do it and you've been you've been put there for a reason. You've been chosen to do that for a reason and, and you can yeah. definitely do it. So I know that earlier you talked about the gender pay gap and obviously there's a lot of talk about pay equality generally right now. But how well do you think women are catching up with men's salaries and getting those top jobs, especially maybe in journalism? Yeah, I think... I mean, it's changed hugely. Again, even just in the short space of time, the relative short space of time that I've been in journalism, um, I'm incredibly lucky at the Sunday Times. Our editor-in-chief is a woman. The entire um, news editor team are all women. There's five women. That is very unusual. <laughs> I think we are one of the only places in the business. But that is amazing. I couldn't have imagined that when I started out. So it does show you that things can change in and in quite a short space of time. But I think we still have, you know, a lot more work to do. Um, we know that, you know, just from statistics that women aren't always paid as equally as men. So there's lots of things we can still do. But it's really exciting to see newsrooms changing across the country. Of course. So I read that you are a part of the Women's Sport Collective. Can you tell me a little bit more about the work that you do within that? Yeah, so I'm, I'm just a member. I'm very lucky to um, have the support of those women. And what, one thing I will say is that um, so sport is very male dominated, much more mm -hmm. so than obviously a lot of other parts of journalism and, and other industries across the board. Um, and one thing that's really, really important then actually is to find other women and to talk to other women about what it's like to be in that job, because there have been days when, you know, maybe I go, I've been to a football match and I've been the only woman in the room still. Yeah. That happens less often now, but it does happen. And so it's really important to find other women who do the same job as you or who have the same experiences as you to talk about what it's like and how they how they dealt with it and what did they do in this situation. Um, and the collective is this amazing group of, of women who work in all types of sport, um, all, all aspects of sport, and are really supportive and just really want to kind of see each other succeed. And that is a really amazing thing. Yeah. So throughout your life and career, have you had any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admire? Yeah, I've been really lucky um, to have some amazing mentors. And, you know, it's ranged from also working with colleagues who I really admire. So lots of colleagues on this paper who I'm, I'm really in awe of on a regular basis. Our chief foreign correspondent, Christina Lamb, um, our media editor, Ros Irwin, my friend Martha Kellner is, is at Sky News. And these are amazing journalists who I really look up to and, and you can learn so much from them. Um, yeah. I've also had 
editors who've really taken me under their wing and, and taught me so much. And that's male colleagues as well. That's um, men in the business who can teach you a bit about things that you, you know, you might not know when you first come in. And it's been really great to be supported in that way. Yeah, of course. Well, I have really enjoyed chatting with you today, Rebecca. Thank you so, so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their own careers. So keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women. More information about us is at reachnextgeneration.com. And thank you to our amazing sponsors, Levi Strauss, Haynes Watts, Stage PLC and Our Dear Standard.